Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, welcome everybody. Great to be with you. It is uh, Tuesday, second day of the week as we start well, with a lot to talk about today, including uh, Kate decides to drop that mask mandate even earlier. Except she's a little out of sync with California. Her and uh, Jay Inslee, the governor of Washington State, decided to move up their mask mandate dropping ways to March 11th. This is the first day of March, so that's 11 days, right? Well, California, California, as Arnold used to say, California drops theirs for the most part today. So let's see. Where's the science? Hmm? Where's the science that says that this needs to be dropped 11 days versus today? Or the states that dropped them, the blue states, two weeks ago? Where's the science that shows that Florida and other states that haven't had mask mandates for months and months are more infected and more dangerous than the rest of us. Well, I'll tell you where the science is. Yeah, the science, friends, is in election poll data. That's where the science is. By the way, speaking of that, six more trucker convoys plan on merging with the People's Convoy, including the one that leaves today. And we will try to get um, Jesse Lee on the line, get a quick update from her. Uh, If we don't today, we'll certainly do it tomorrow. On uh, what time did the trucker convoy leaves in Oregon today? And at the bottom of this hour, we have Republican Uh, Governor's candidate, Bridget Barton, joining us. So you'll have an opportunity to hear Bridget talk about why she's running for the governorship, how she intends to win both the the primary and the general election. Speaking of primaries, Texas is having a primary today. Kind of early, isn't it? Well, not really. That is their law, and it's when they do it. The question is going to be is, who is going to emerge, the rhinos or the Trump folks? And at least uh, in this Epoch Times story that says that the Texas voters are evenly split on the direction of the state, according to this poll that was released on the 21st. Now, Again, this is primary elections. Uh, The Dallas Morning News and University of Texas at Tyler Poll shows surveyed 1,188 adults, margin of error 3.1%. Half of the respondents, all registered voters, not necessarily likely voters, and that's a big difference. Okay, that's the one thing, friends, that you need to just keep in mind when you're hearing poll results. Are they registered voters or are they likely voters? Registered voters doesn't necessarily mean they're going to vote. 
likely voters are targeted because they have a history of voting often. Okay. When I do polling, by the way, uh, I only poll likely voters. They don't poll registered voters that haven't voted in years. Who cares about their opinion? Now, that might seem a little harsh, but the reality is that's the truth. People who vote often are the people that you need to measure their thoughts because they're likely going to be the ones that vote. The people that don't vote, well, it's not rocket science, is it? Why bother? Anyway, 50% of all registered voters believe the state overall is going in the right direction, while 49% indicated the state is on the wrong track. 1% said neither. Well, okay, so dive into the poll. Of the 49% that said the state's on the wrong track, the question is, why do you feel that way? I mean, you have to to figure this out. 70% of the respondents expressed that they were very confident or somewhat confident that Texas primary is the nation's earliest would be conducted fairly and accurately. And of course, Beto O'Rourke is running as the Democrat, is running in the the Democrat field and has made so that 43% of Democrats think favorably of him and 32% somewhat favorably. Now, that's of Democrats. Question is, how does it how does it really play out when it comes to the absolute direction here now democrats republicans differ and so forth but look here's the reality folks in fact one of the the people who commented on this said uh, these um, 1180 people must have all lived in austin <laughs> Uh, Yeah, how true, because Austin is like Portland. Anyway, so lots going on here in Oregon. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line if you want to call and comment on Kate dropping the mask mandate even earlier. If California is doing it today, why isn't she doing it today? I mean, if it's good enough for California, a state with, what, 30 million people, shouldn't it be good enough for Oregon? Or are infection rates bigger? Also, the buy-off on Republicans to keep them in the building so the Democrats can can introduce and pass all kinds of damaging legislation, like the one they're going to pass today in the House, that says that farmers have to pay overtime. So they bought off the Republicans. Well, in this story in the Oregonian here, Lawmaker, the headline is lawmakers to spend billions as the session ends. And then they get into the 165 million for the acquisition, renovation or maintenance of housing meant for low income Oregonians. 165 million for the acquisition, renovation or maintenance of this means existing houses and then 150 million for summer enrichment programs 
What do you want to bet that that's going to be racially based? Like another story in the Northwest Observer, which, by the way, has the story about masks, about culturally responsive investments. And Art, I'll get to you in a second. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. If you want to call away in. Yes, the Oregon Democrats want racial reparations through redistribution. The Senate voted for Senate Bill 1579 on a vote of 17 to 9. Hmm. I wonder how many Republicans voted. Be easy to find out. This legislation says that Oregon has to implement an equi- economic equity investment program to award grants to qualified organizations that provide culturally responsive services to disadvantaged individuals, families, businesses, and communities. Folks, this is racist, and of course, it's all being brought forward by a black senator, black woman senator from Portland. It's patently unconstitutional. It it violates Oregon's constitution. And then the Democrats passed a bill to help convicted felons stay in the country illegally. This is the one that basically makes us the victims of illegal alien crime pay for their abusers to stay. We are going to pay for the lawyers, specifically deportation lawyers, for illegals to fight their deportations, including those convicted of murder, rape, domestic violence, sex abuse, and kidnapping. Rhino, Republican senator from Bend, was quoted as saying, making victims pay for their abuser to stay in the country illegally is wrong. These kinds of soft on crime policies are what's causing Oregonians to feel unsafe in their homes. In the middle of a crime spike, we should be making communities safer, not putting more criminals back on our streets. Yep, Tim, you finally figured it out. The question is, will that be the only thing you say that moves the voters, or will you water it down with how Wonderful. We need to spend more money for education. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Sorry, I'm a little long-winded. You're pontificating again, Jeff? I I are. (laughs) Yes, I are. (laughs) That's okay, brother. Hey, we all know why Kate is waiting until the 11th, because if she followed the science and dropped the mask mandate, she would be admitting what Dallas Heard has been saying, and anybody in their right mind has been saying this mass crap is just that, crap. And so Kate is not going to do anything political to validate what we've been saying, Jeff. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, uh, we all know Kate. We all know Kate. We know why she does the crap that she does. It's to further her agenda and not what's good for all Oregonians. Um, I did want to mention, Jeff, when you have your um, uh, tete-a-tete today uh, with um, the the Rich, governor. Richard Barton. I did not, yeah, with she's, she's the mayor of that city no. up there. No, no. Uh, uh, that's Carrie McQuist, and she'll be joining us tomorrow. Bridget is a oh, political okay. consultant from Wilsonville. Hey, yeah, it's hard to keep them all straight, Jeff. But anyways, <laughs> ask ask her, if you would, 
what she's going to do to mitigate this climate change bull garbage and open up our economy uh, to, uh, you know, fossil fuels, natural gas, et cetera, et cetera. Because I would vote for no one who is going to further damaging our economy because of the climate change bull garbage. I will do that. I just made note of it. Art, thank you for that great suggestion. And um, folks, you can hear Bridget Barton answer that question and others at the bottom of the hour. God bless you, Jay. Thank you, Art. I appreciate you you uh, calling in. Very good. Uh, All right. 503-589-1220 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talk. Now, you won't be able to call in um, after the bottom of the hour during the Bridget Barton interview, but you can call in after we take this break here uh, in a memento. Also, um, the Gateway Pundit has got some interesting things, including hating Andrew Breitbart, as we uh, note the sad passing 10 years ago of an iconic grassroots guy that I was interested in Bill. Actually, well, back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. That's right. We will talk to Bridget Barton here at the bottom of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220. Is the Power Buick GMC talk line, 503-589-1220. Emails always to jeff at 1220.am or jeff, kslm.news. By the way, Bridget Barton for Oregon is her website. Bridget is spelled B-R. Um, I think that's the wrong spelling. I'm pretty sure that's the wrong spelling for her name, so we don't want to give you that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's right because you don't spell her name with a D. Let's just do a little experiment here. Like it when I do experiments live. For. Oregon.com. Let's try that. Nope, that's not right either. Well, so maybe that was right. Her name is not spelled with a, uh, by the way, a D. It's B-R-I-G-E-T. Although the story mistakenly has her Spelled with a D. I've always known her name to be... Anyway, (laughs) after all of that, she is going to be joining us. 
uh, shortly. Uh, let's see. Uh, Super Dave wants to know pro-life, pro-choice right off the bat. Um, I'll let her answer that, but um, I've heard her in previous events uh, say that she is pro-life. So, and I think she has, there, there, okay, it is Bridget, B-R-I-D-G-E-T, Bridget Barton for Oregon.com, and you can see her uh, website. It was down for maintenance a moment ago, and it's back up now. Anyway, uh, th- that's coming up here uh, in a moment. So some other things. Uh, Oregon has decided to get rid of Russian vodka at the Oregon Liquor Control Commission. Yep. Portland Business Journal's got this story that some 5,000 bottles of Russian-made liquor were in 281 stores. Not anymore. Not in Oregon. You know, if we really want to hurt Vlad and the Russian um, war machine, we take away their oil, not their vodka. Don't you think? I do. Because to be honest with you, the oil's what matters. You may not have known this, but um, you may not have known this, but <laughs> there is um, this deal was signed and announced. Um, well, what was it, three or four weeks ago? Between Russia and China, they're going to build a pipeline to take Russia's oil and natural gas. Hmm. So maybe they don't need to trade oil in the dollars, U.S. dollars. I mean, they're already trying to mitigate that. China has a, a swift system of their own that so far only has like three or four countries in it, as I understand it. Anyway. Um, you know, if we really want to stop this war in the Ukraine without having a nuclear war, you just cut off Russian oil, embargo it all across the world. The world embargoes Russian oil. Now, it's going to take them a while to build this pipeline into China. You don't do that overnight. In the meantime, Russia's ruble, which crashed yesterday by 30%, which does now make, well, hyperinflation, if you think about it, for the people of Russia. In fact, I was watching one political, well, actually one military analyst believe that that and that in and of itself may crash the Russian economy. But until you deal with oil, look, at $100 a barrel for oil, we're funding we Americans, because we're importing oil from Russia. We're funding their ability to destroy liberty in a sovereign nation, Ukraine. Corrupt or not, doesn't matter. They're a sovereign nation. People are dying. Citizens, as always happens in war. Innocent people getting hurt. Ben writes me an email. By the way, if you want to send an email, it's 
Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Ben writes, hello, Representative Krupp. Great show yesterday in the comments from guests about our Second Amendment rights. I wonder if the leftist sheep are going to learn from the weakness in our leadership, which caused the insurgency of Ukraine. Maybe they will come to an understanding of the importance of the Second Amendment and see what a difference it makes when being invaded by hostiles from other countries. Hopefully, they take a chance and flip the channel from their favorite mainstream intravenous mental feeding. (laughs) That's good. To see what is really happening in the world. This just may be an opportune time to have that talk again and change the losing path many are on. Thank you for all you do for the right fight. What what Ben is saying here is what this show is dedicated to. That is you having meaningful, persuasive conversations. People who are persuaded. This issue of being invaded by a foreign country and not having guns to defend yourself. Yeah, this is a prime time to have that that conversation. Back in a moment with Bridget Parkin, Republican running for governor at 6.30. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 24 the top of the hour. In just a moment, we will chat with Republican gubernatorial candidate Bridget Barton. You can check out her website, which is Bridget Barton for Oregon BridgetBartonForOregon.com. Got to remind you that Freedom Heating and Air can make you a lot more comfortable if you're not comfortable in your home or your apartment or your business, for that matter. One of the things that has caused them to be a very successful Mid-Valley business for well over 40 years is the fact that they do emergency services. They get out to you right away. It's what they're known for. So you know what? If your heating and cooling system breaks down, give them a call. They'll get out there right away, and they'll fix it. They also have great discounts for veterans and seniors and apartment managers. Call them at 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Check out their website at freedomheatingandair.net. That's freedomheatingandair, all one word, dot net. Bridget Barton joins us. Bridget, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. That's great. Fantastic. So the question I always ask every single candidate for any office is why are you running? Why are you running for governor? I'm running for governor because Oregon is in a terrible 40-year decline. And the last 10 years, it's like a it's like a rock rolling down a hill. And it's just been spiraling. I, I, I call what we're in right now absolutely a death spiral. But more important, the I've spent the last 30 years of my career uh, working uh, in the kind of in the background, so to speak, because I've published and written um, a magazine and newsletter and uh, been a sort of a spokesperson and advocate 
for these very issues. So education and crime and resources and the economy, that's what our our statewide magazine focused on. So I have years and decades really of experience on these very issues. I saw this election cycle coming up where we are going to have a red wave. There's an opportunity for a Republican to win in the general election. But I also recognize this cycle, it's going to be crucial that the candidate we put forward on the Republican side has to be an outsider, somebody that is that the other side perceives is a problem solver, someone that they're not going to be afraid to vote for as a Republican. So I come in to this race as an outsider. I don't have any political baggage. They can't poke holes in my previous record. They can't accuse me of trying to build some big political career. I'm too old for that. I'm going to be 69 when I'm elected. So it's, uh, you know, this is such a pivotal, critical election for Oregon. And the voters out there, people listening, you have all these candidates to choose from. What I want to get across today is I am the candidate that is the outsider, the regular person, someone who is going to represent, be a voice for the people, the the voters, their issues, and I'm going to stay focused on those in the general election so it won't turn into this this typical R versus D kind of race where, unfortunately, we're outnumbered. I will keep it focused, kind of like Glenn Youngkin did in Virginia, on those kitchen table issues. I'm going to hold the Democrats accountable for their their record and what they've done to this state. They should be ashamed of their record. But in order to hold them accountable, the person that comes at them can't have a record of their own that can be assailed. And I don't. I just simply have 30 years of experience and knowledge on these issues. So I think I'm really quite the ideal candidate to go forward on the Republican ticket. I can win the general election. So how will you win the general election? I mean, you typically, you know, it's the old Nixon viewpoint, right? You run to the right in the primary and you go to the middle in the general election. Are you going to be the same through both the primary and the general election? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I am a rock solid conservative. There's no way that I'm going to change in the general, the opportunity here, and this is what I was trying to get across. The opportunity here is particularly because we have a three-way election, but honestly, Jeff, I was, I was prepared and was very sure that I could win this race in the general had it been a two-way race against Tina Kocek because of that staying focused on those very kitchen table set of issues that really cross the partisan divide this cycle. They don't always, but sometimes the, the, the left can kind of pull their Democrat politics as usual. And, and unfortunately, sometimes we've put forward a Republican candidate that has played Republican party politics as usual. And in that kind of a race, they just have more numbers. That's the point. I can be a very rock solid conservative that I am in this primary and stay in that lane in the general for sh- com- completely because a, a crime that is it, it, it i mean sometimes they play it like it's a partisan issue but not this cycle because even the left and certainly all those middle voters they have had enough they are 
up to their chins and their eyeballs really in in crime and they're disgusted with where the left has taken us so particularly now we get a third party candidate in the race splitting because they're both the other two candidates are both democrats they so they're going to split that democrat ticket well that creates an opportunity for a very true conservative which i am i consider myself what i was called i call myself a thinking conservative you could ask me any single sort of conservative principle, I'll be right there on those things. But I have never been in the, the political arena, so I don't have a record that they can, that, like I said, that the left can throw in my face or, or try to get, you know, put, get those middle voters scared and frightened. Oh, this person's going to be so right wing. You know what? Luckily, I think the, the left with those two Democrat candidates running against each other in the general election and me in that third line, they're going to be so distracted just by their own races because they're going to have to fight like cats and dogs with each other just to get their Democrat base that they both need in order to win. I need I will need and will hold my Republican base because the Republicans are going to know that I am a solid conservative and we will then focus on those kitchen table issues and pull the middle voters. Cause I, my general election race is going to be all about holding the left responsible for the mess they have created in Oregon on every issue. You can't look at one area of Oregon and find something good. We are, we're down at the bottom on every metric. It's just the state is in a terrible condition, and it cannot become a political bickering match in the general election. It has to be a, a, a referendum on what the left has done to this state. And if it, if it is, and I will make it that, then we win the governor's office. All right, so they're going to distract from that by because you're pro-life. They're going to accuse you, a woman, of hurting women, okay? Because they're going to use that as a weapon against you to distract from high inflation, Kate Brown, Democrat policies, including uh, the, the mad policies. And one of our listeners called and wanted to know what you would do to mitigate the bad climate change policies that are hurting Oregon and open up our economy again. So I'm going to ask you those two things. How will you respond when you are attacked on abortion? And how will you respond when you are attacked because you're going to pledge to change the crazy ideas that Kate Brown and the Democrats have put in place regarding climate change that hurt us? Okay, so two very, very important issues, very different. Uh, Let's start with uh, life. So uh, on the on the life issue, well, first of all, on, I am unabashedly pro-life, and I again, I this is how I view how how we have handled the issue of life in Oregon. Uh, first of all, we are the the worst state in the nation. We have abortions up to and including the moment of birth, third trimester abortions, that and and the worst laws in the country. But but what I want to say about life is more much much more stronger than that even. And that is, in, on the life issue, we have completely and utterly lost our respect for the, for the individual life, for the quality of life, for the sanctity of life. And it's not just about abortion. It's not just about life at the moment of conception. 
It's about how <laughs> we treat foster children, how we treat people who've been sex yeah, trafficked. That's right. How that's we right. treat people who are homeless and laying on the streets, dying, committing slow suicide, and we don't even look at them and intervene. It's about how we treat the mentally ill. It's about how we treat seniors. We have no, no more. We've completely lost our respect for the aging and for their value of these people's individual lives. And when they attack me on life, I will say, look at what, how you view life. That's, that is exactly my point, Jeff, is this race has got to turn on them and say, you be accountable for your record. Don't look at me. I'm the one who respects and values and and understands the quality and the importance of each individual life. You okay, don't in, 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 the minute, in the minute we have I left, uh, address the second question. The government's job, government's job is to value the, the value those people who are the most vulnerable and take care of them. That's who they're supposed to take care of. So climate change, real quick, we've done a terrible, terrible job. Oh, my goodness. We, we are, our entire electric grid is at risk because we are moving so far too fast and have not prepared ourselves. I have no problem with an uh, all of the above approach to uh, use energy uses. Bridget, can, we've put can you hang on? Uh, can, can you hang on through the break? Uh, let's, let's answer that question on the other side. 648 back with Bridget Barton. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. All right, so Bridget, um, let's let's take another two minutes and have you. Uh, Bridget Barton joins us, by the way, Republican candidate for governor, to to get to the point quickly about what you would do to change the Democrats and Kate Brown's damaging policies on climate change. So, real quick, uh, fortunately, the government governor has appointment uh, ability over almost 300 agencies, boards, and commissions of many of those would control a, a different vision for approaching energy uses. And we have seen in stark relief now what happens from in the Ukraine with Biden when you cut off your own energy sources and then it comes back to bite you when you your prices go sky high. We cannot afford the gas prices that we're seeing, and they're going to get worse. We cannot afford the energy costs for heating and cooling our homes. And, and we can't afford, if you're farmers, to not even use diesel. So I would have a completely different approach to energy use, which is any changes have to have a very solid cost-benefit analysis, and it has to benefit Oregonians in, in order to we're, – we're not going to cut off our power supplies and then look back to two or three years later and say, oh, whoops, we needed that. We should have, shouldn't have mothballed that plant. That's exactly what's going on at the national level and in the international level. And I would immediately change the vision on that through the appointments that are at my disposal and, and how we, and the vision we have for moving forward on energy policy. As I said, I have no problem 
with an all of the above approach, but not if it hurts Oregon consumers and producers and farmers and such. We can't do this. We can't pay these prices. People are truly already in Oregon. People are suffering because of uh, changes on energy policy that have been made that have been foolhardy. Thank you, Bridget, uh, and well said. That is absolutely the truth of it. Bridget Barton, folks, uh, running okay. for governor. Yeah. She also, by the way, if you go to her website, BridgetBartonForOregon.com, it's all one word, BridgetBartonForOregon.com. She also, you can become a member of the task force on election integrity. She has a absolutely. task force on that. That's yes. right. Bridget, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us today. Folks, Bridget Barton for Oregon.com. Good to talk to you, dear. Good luck out there. Thanks so much, Jeff. Okay, bye, everybody. Okay. All right, see you later. 503-589-1220. We are going to try to get uh, Jesse Lee to join us uh, just briefly here. If Phil will give her a quick call. They are getting ready. She's part of uh, the truck convoy. You know, she's the country singer from Estacada. It's going to be going with the truck convoy all the way back uh, to D.C. Also, I want to thank Pfeiffer Roofing for being one of our great sponsors. They have that great new product called Roof Max, which you can only get from them. This is a product that gives new life to your deteriorating asphalt shingle roof. It's soybean based. They just spray it on and it costs a fraction of what a new roof costs. Uh, And you can get a free estimate from them, 503-647-4725. Just give them a call, 503-647-4725. Or check out their website at pfeifferroofing.com. And do we have, and we think, I think I have Jesse Lee. Jesse, are you joining us? Phil, I can't hear Jesse if she's there. There she is. Hi, Jesse. Great to have you with us again today. So uh, the truck convoy leaves today. What time and where are you leaving from? So we are planning on meeting up um, with whoever is left going from Oregon at around between three and four in Troutdale. Okay, from three and four in Troutdale. So you're going to be meeting at one of the truck stops there on I-84? Yes, the TA just right off 84 there. Okay, that's the Travel America um truck stop there yeah. can't miss it so you're going to be leaving at what time again um so i need to i need to double check i've seen i've seen both four and three um but i think some people are just meeting at three and then planning on leaving at four um but right in there i think we're going to try to be out there around three okay and where's your first stop we will be um stopping in pendleton and then um I think the convoy is actually going to be staying there tonight, um, but we will personally be headed uh, to Boise because we have to be there early to set up um, sound system and stuff for tomorrow morning's um, rally in Boise at the truck stop there. Well, fantastic. Jesse, I hope that, uh, and I will text you that we can call you tomorrow and maybe get you on a little bit earlier in the day. I, I have these political interviews kind of set up. Uh, I have another (laughs) governor's candidate for tomorrow. So uh, Carrie McQuiston, who from Baker City is the mayor out there. You'll be passing right through Baker City on your way to Boise. Uh, She joins us tomorrow. So maybe we can get you on, say, maybe about 610 to just give us a quick update on uh, what you're doing. 
Yeah, sounds good. Jesse, thank you so much. I deeply appreciate you taking a few minutes to join us. It's Jesse Lee, folks. Uh, we'll talk with her tomorrow. Thanks, Jesse. We'll let you go now. Thanks so much. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. Jimmy writes me an email, by the way. He says, Kate's doing a great job. Says, well, I talked to a fellow bus driver last night. She said Kate was removing the mandates early. She went on to say it's because of the numbers. I said, yeah, the poll numbers. Her answer was that Kate's doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate you uh, you listening. Greg, thanks for the uh, disinformation research you did. I, I read through it. I, I haven't had time, but it's about what's happening in Europe and the Ukraine. Uh, it's There's a lot of disinformation coming out of that, including some from our major news media. So be careful. You just know certain things. You know that it's wrong for a sovereign nation to go invade another sovereign nation. It doesn't matter what their supposed reasons are. This is about money. This is about power. It's, it's what it really is, friends. And you need, and I'm strongly encouraging you, this is about freedom. Freedom from tyranny. Those Second Amendment people that we talked about yesterday, I bet, I mean, there's a reason why the Ukraine government is handing out AK-47s, not deer hunting rifles, as Freddie pointed out yesterday, and not shotguns, like Joe Biden says. But AK-47s, fully automatic, those are military assault rifles. And by the way, our AR-15s are not, because they're semi-automatic. The truth is, if the people are armed, and the Japanese said this, okay, um, they said it. The reason they didn't invade the American mainland is because everybody has a gun. They know better. It's the best argument there is for retaining the Second Amendment. It's not just that you have a gun, but it preserves liberty. That's what it does. So, friends... Keep praying for the Ukraine. Keep praying for this nation. And be willing to stand up when you need to stand up against tyranny, like from Kate Brown, from the Democrats, from the liberals, from the Marxists that run this state, at least for now. Things are going to change, folks. Bridget said it right. There's something going on out there, and it's good. Good for liberty. See you tomorrow. Gary McQuiston will join us.